If you're a Kia K5 GT and Kia Forte GT owner, this is your reminder to breathe. See that sophisticated interior? Enjoy those sensations. And now, imagine how you look from the outside and that speed that only a Kia GT sedan can give you. Sorry, I can't help but get excited. For those lives full of thrilling emotions, the all-powerful, all-fun Kia GT sedans. Kia, movement that inspires. Limited inventory available. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Magnificent Montague, starring Marty Woolley. Yes, it's the Magnificent Montague, the Saturday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by Anison for fast relief of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. And by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television. And now, the Magnificent Montague. <laughs> When Edwin the Magnificent Montague left the Shakespearean theater for the less artistic but more profitable role of Uncle Goodhart, star of an afternoon radio program, his one link with his beloved theater remained the Proscenium Club, that stalwart actor's club dedicated to two great ideals, the return of the Shakespearean drama and trying to pay off the mortgage on its clubhouse. Edwin is at a cultural meeting of the club right now. His wife, Lily, and Agnes the maid are expecting him for lunch. In the meantime, they are indulging in a little culture of their own, a gin rummy game. Agnes is happy. She is winning. There's a tumble-down shack and a rusty old mill. But it's my home, sweet home, up on Mockingbird Hill. Agnes, please. What is it, honey? Well, I'm trying to play cards. When you sing, I keep throwing you wrong cards. You do? Tra-la-la, <laughs> oh, Agnes, let me concentrate. I haven't won a game all morning from you. Snap it up, will you, honey? The Magnificent Monster will be home any minute. Hmm, what shall I discard? Jack? Well, ace? No, six of clubs. I don't think you can use that. Nah. There. The six of clubs. Jen. <laughs> oh, no. I'm stuck with 36 points. What's the score now? I'm ahead 246,300 points. Oh, Agnes, what does that come to in money? 14 cents. Get it up. (laughs) That's enough for today, Agnes. Let's set the table for lunch. You know how Edwin likes to see everything on the table. I'd like to see something on the table right now. What? My 14 cents. (laughs) Oh, now, Agnes. Get it up. Later, I had some loose change on my dress, sir. You better get it before your husband sees it. The boy. <laughs> the boy with the magnetized fingers. <laughs> Edward is just trying to raise every cent he can for the proscenium club. The mortgage on the clubhouse is due again. Thanks for telling me. I got a dollar in my room I better nail to the floor. <laughs> every year it's another drive. 
amazing, the clever ideas he comes up with every year to raise money. Yeah, I wonder what the big scheme is this year. Guess the exact number of hairs in his beard and win a box of Blue Jay corn plasters. <laughs> Agnes, he's desperate about this fundraising. He doesn't want to overlook any source of money. Aren't you overlooking something? What? My 14 cents. Get it up. Well, here's your 14 cents. Come on, one more hand. I'll deal. Oh, that's Edwin at the door. Let's be quiet. Maybe he'll go away. Deal, Agnes. I'll get the door. Hello, Edwin. Lily, are you answering the door? Yes. My fondest dreams have come true. Agnes has been drafted. <laughs> no, Edwin. Agnes is dealing a rummy hand. Come on, honey. Grab your cards. This is a charming scene. The house is a mess. Lunch isn't ready, and our maid is dealing. Oh, it's you. Who were you expecting? Nick the Greek? <laughs> Yeah, sit down, Pigeon. <laughs> Thank you. I have better things to do with my time. What's that on the table? Huh? Oh, 14 cents. You touch that and I'll break your arm. <laughs> Edwin, that's Agnes's money. Just make one move for that money, Greasy Thumb. Just one move. Agnes, it's for a worthy cause. I got a worthier cause. This 14 cents is going right into the Let's Buy Agnes a Squirrel Coat Before Christmas funds. Agnes, the Proscenium Club is on its last leg. I just want to keep mine from freezing this winter. <laughs> Edwin, it's getting ridiculous. Every year the members of the club have to go through these frantic last-minute appeals. Raffles, rummage sales, bazaars. But Lily, we have to meet the mortgage. That mortgage has been met more times than General MacArthur. <laughs> Edwin, every year this struggle to keep the Proscenium Clubhouse going. Why don't you close it down? Close? The proscenium club, the last stronghold of Shakespeare in this country, never. It is not just a club for a few old Shakespearean actors. It is the fortress for the old soldiers carrying the flickering torch of culture, making a last desperate stand against the forces of Milton Berle. It's <laughs> <laughs> another Alamo. Excited. Picture the clubhouse, Lily. It should be a shrine. I've seen it. It should be condemned. <laughs> oh, charming Agnes, you seem to be able to put things so well. See if you can guess where I'm about to put my foot. Edwin! Lily, the Presidium Club is desperate. Sir Guy Teasdale, our club treasurer, is coming up here with the, with the club's financial statement. Sir Guy's coming up here? Yes, the executive committee wants Sir Guy and myself to put our heads together. Uh, do you think you can raise the money? Well, knock on wood. That's just what it'll sound like when you and Sir Guy put your heads together. <laughs> uh, Lily, it just came to me. Ah, uh, there's Sir Guy. Let him in. Give me a chance to lock the icebox first. No, Agnes. That vulture. He compliments you and you stuff him with food. Get the door. It's Sir Guy. Montague, Montague, Sir Guy. Come in, Sir Guy. Hey, God, Lily. You look as young and captivating as the day we all turned together in Hamlet. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Sir Guy. Uh, Agnes, fix some tea for Sir Guy. Okay, I'll go take a look at the tea bag and see if it's good for one more dunk. <laughs> all right, all right, Agnes. Edward, leave her alone. Uh, sit down, Sir Guy. Thank you. I just can't get over how beautiful you look, Lily. Uh, <laughs> Agnes, fix some sandwiches for Sir Guy. No, I tell you, it's amazing, Lily. You look like a girl of 18. Oh, Agnes, bring out a few cookies, too. Okay, Sir Guy. 
Well, you now have tea, sandwiches, and cookies. Would you like to try for steak? Agnes. <laughs> you and Sir Guy go about your business. Have you all the reports, Guy? Uh, here are the books. Let me put on my glasses. Good. Now, what's the situation? Here we are. Annual financial statement of the Proscenium Club for the fiscal year. Whatever that means. <laughs> all right. Here we are. Yearly income from dues. $26. Only $26? I paid 20 of it myself. Bully for you. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, uh, what, uh, what other income? Annual Christmas dance to augment the $26 in the treasury. You remember the dance? <laughs> Jolly affair, wasn't it? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> what a turnout. <laughs> How did we do? We lost the $26. <laughs> on. Uh, March 5th, the annual Shakespeare Memorial Beefsteak Banquet to defray the losses sustained by the Christmas dance. Well, you couldn't lose on that. There was no expense. The meat was donated, and it was cooked by the ladies' auxiliary. Oh, we did well there, Montague. March the 5th. Profit, $37. Good. Well, what's next? March the 6th. Hospital and stomach pump expenses. <laughs> For members who attended the Shakespeare Memorial Beefsteak Banquet. $116.38. Sir Guy, we actors in the Presidium Club must face reality once in our lives. We haven't a cent in the treasury and a thousand dollar payment on the mortgage is due. How's the mortgage? Well, thanks to our emergency committee to save the clubhouse, that's been taken care of. The whole thousand? Maybe more. God, the emergency committee came through with an idea at last. Well, what is it? Here's yours. My what? Your punch board. <laughs> My punch board? Oh, no. Last year it was pyramid clubs. <laughs> Montague, this is so simple. There are a hundred punches on the board. At ten cents a punch, you make ten dollars. But wait, look what it says on the top of the board. Punch for profit. You may win ten dollars. So, guys, suppose someone punches out the ten dollar hole. Montague, you're so naive. It says you may win ten dollars. So, guy, you, you mean there is no ten dollar punch on the whole board? That's the very same question I asked the man who sold the punch boards to us. Well, what did he say? He just winked. It's <laughs> Say you can win $10 when there isn't a chance of winning. Montague, you can't stoop low enough these days. You read the Kafauver report? Why, in our own city, there's a gambling king, Big Ed McClune, who takes the public for a million dollars a year. Montague, the public wants you to fleece them. They get mad if you don't. Well, you're right, Cigar. If the public can pour a million dollars in a year into the pocket of, the, of Big Ed McClune and let the Proscenium Club fall by the wayside, and give me that punch board. Yeah, here. Goodbye, Sir Guy. Goodbye, Montague. In the words of the immortal Shakespeare, keep punching. <laughs> the magnificent Montague with a punch board. No, no, I can't. I'm not made that way. I couldn't sell anyone a punch on a crooked punch board. Who could I possibly do that to? It's a guy gone. Oh, Agnes. Keep your distance. The last time you said, oh, Agnes, like that, it cost me my day off. Agnes, I have a little gadget here that may get you your squirrel coat. What is it, a trap? No, it's a... It's a punch board. 
Edwin, you'll be late to your Uncle Goodhart broadcast. Now stop being charged. Billy, it's for the club. Agnes, it's only a dime a punch. You may win ten dollars. Agnes, it's for the proscenium club. Come on, Agnes, only ten cents a punch. You can win ten dollars. Now stop ganging up on me, will you? What am I working for, a family or a syndicate? Agnes, if we lose the Presidium Club... Here's a dime. Thank you, Agnes. Uh, punch out a hole. This is a big waste of time, you know, but here goes. My mother told me to pick this one. There. Now unfold the little piece of paper that was pushed out. Okay, here goes nothing. Agnes, even if you don't win, they always have cute sayings printed on the back of the slips. Well, here's a cute saying. Uh, well, what does it say? Ten dollars. <laughs> oh, Edwin, Agnes won the $10. Get it up. Agnes, is a mistake. Let me explain. Money talks. Get it up. It's impossible. The man wins. Cross my hand with a beautiful, dirty green sawbuck. Agnes, I'll at least punch out the rest. I'll punch you in the nose. Come on, boy. Ten clams. Two fives, ten ones. I'll take it and lose change. Agnes, the club is fighting for his life. I'm fighting for a squirrel coat. Get it up. <laughs> Ten bucks. Tippy, tippy, ten. Edwin Agnes won. Now give her the money. But Lily, the club hasn't got a cent. Then pay her out of your own pocket. You gambled and lost. But, uh, oh, all right. Here, Agnes, ten dollar bill. Ah, my favorite picture, Alexander Hamilton. I haven't seen you in years. Edwin, I'll take a punch. It's no use, Lily. Lily, let's face it. We need a thousand dollars, and we're running around with ten cent punch boards. Public doesn't care about the Presidium Club, and... All it stands for. Oh, now, Edwin, the public has so many other worthwhile causes to contribute to. Mm, sure, they have to contribute a million dollars a year to Big Ed McLoon's gambling joints. Maybe if we got rid of Big Ed, there'd be a little money left for causes like the Presidium Club. Edwin, stop getting excited. There's nothing you can do about it. There isn't, eh? <laughs> Lily, I'm going to drive Big Ed McLoon and his gang out of town. Edwin, how can you drive anybody out of town? McLoon is a power in this city. You're all alone. No, I'm not. I have a microphone. Remember, I'm Uncle Goodhart. I am a power, too. Edwin, for good... Don't try and stop me, Lily. In the words of Macbeth, I will not yield to kiss the ground beneath big McLoon's feet. Before my body, I throw my warlike shield. Lay on, McLoon, and damned be him who first cries, hold enough. We'll be back with the magnificent Montague in just a moment. Here is something you should know if you ever suffer from the sudden pain of headaches, neuritis, or neuralgia. It is a way to ease the pain, often within a few minutes. A way that is incredibly fast and effective. It's Anison. Anison is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anison contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in easy-to-take tablet form. Thousands of people were first introduced to Anison through their own physicians or dentists. But today, these tablets are in such widespread use that all drug counters have them, and anyone may enjoy their benefits. Next time you suffer from the pains of a headache, neuritis, or neuralgia, by all means, try Anison. You'll like the convenience of Anison tablets, and you'll be delighted with Anison's incredibly fast action. A-N-A-C-I-N. Anison. Ask for Anison by name today at your druggist. And now back to the magnificent Montague. 
He is just finishing his Uncle Goodhart broadcast. Listen. And so, Ronald, here you are again, visiting Uncle Goodhart in his little cottage on the sunny side of the lane, with the police hot on your trail. <laughs> now you want Uncle Goodhart to hide a car in his garage. Ronald, where is your memory? You have seven of them in there already. <laughs> I understand, Ronald, everybody likes an automobile. But you, Ronald, you like everybody's automobile. <laughs> Ronald, I looked the other way when you filed the serial numbers off those seven cards and made out those false registration papers. But now, Ronald, you ask too much of old Uncle Goodhart. You want me to make a decision for you. Should you join the auto club? <laughs> this is a question you must ask your own heart, Ronald. But no matter what you decide, Ronald, remember, as you ride out on the highway with the sound of sirens behind you, always keep your head high into the sun and light. And so ends another episode of Uncle Goodhart. Until he meets you again in his little cottage on the sunny side of the lane, here is Uncle Goodhart with his thought for today. Uh, dear housewives, I was going to read a spring poem to you, sent in by Mrs. Ophelia Zetz of Mineola, Long Island. It's called Fertilizer, the workhorse of the garden. <laughs> but, housewives, as you know, before we can plant our little gardens, we must get rid of the weeds. There is a weed in our city by the name of Big Ed McClune. Mr. Montague! We must weed out Big Ed McClune. He and his gambling empire must be pulled out by the roots. Mr. Montague, please! Quiet. Down with Big Ed McClune. The opinions expressed by Uncle Goodhart are entirely his own and do not reflect the attitude toward Mr. McClune of anybody around here. Honest. Let me at that microphone. Down with McClune! Music! We're off the air. Announcer, how dare you cut it half with Springer, the producer. Oh, there you are, Springer. Mr. Montague, have you gone nuts? Now wait, Springer. Saying things like that about Big Ed McLoon on the air. What is that? I don't know. New way of committing suicide? Now, Springer, stop carrying on. I'll carry on. You'll be carried out. Oh, why did you have to... Oh, here's our director, Mr. Zinzer. Well, Zinza, what did you think of the broadcast? Oh, it was a little bit Thank you, Zinza. Thank you. Well... Buenos noches, Mr. Montague. Buenos noches? Well, Zinza, you're not in Mexico. I will be in a few hours. <laughs> Zinza, you've got to stay here and face it. Shame on you, Zinza. Hadn't you any spunk? Spunk, schmunk. I'm getting out while the getting's good. <laughs> Zinza, come back! Well, that's the kind of man you are, Mr. Zinza. You turn and run the minute it looks as if there's going to be a fight. Mr. Montague, I built my whole career around being a coward. <laughs> This isn't getting us anywhere. I'd better phone the sponsor. I just did. Huh? What'd he say? Buenos noches. <laughs> so that's the way it is. You're going to leave me holding the bag. You're not going to be left holding the bag, Mr. Montague. You're going to be in it. <laughs> What's the matter with you two? Haven't you any good red American blood in you? Sure we have. We just don't like it to get splashed around. <laughs> Mr. 
Mr. Montague, come into my office. You'll have to write a retraction. A retraction? Never. Pringer, if you think I will take back what I said about that monster. Oh, my phone. Hello? What? Uh, right away. Come on, Zinza. What is it? They want us in the executive office. Goodbye, radio. Here's where I go back to selling hot chestnuts. <laughs> now, here's a pen and paper. Write that retraction. Never. Come, Zinza. Retraction. Retraction. I'll write something McLoon will remember. I'll have no trouble from him after he reads this. And there. There. Dear Mr. McLoon. Oh, don't shoot, don't shoot. <laughs> Mr. Montague, there's a panic down at the telephone switchboard. It's lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh, what's happening? What's happening? Listeners all over the city are on the mark. Well, don't let them get me. Get you? They want to get McLoon. The Brooklyn chapter of the Uncle Goodhart fan club has just torn down the front of McLoon's AC Doocy Club. Gentler than you mean. Your Uncle Goodheart listeners are behind you. In the Bronx, 5,000 women have pledged themselves to give up Canasta until they get McLoon. You've got him on the run. I have? His honor the mayor called. He's putting the entire police force at your disposal. Every crime committee in the country wants you to be on it. They do. The sponsor wants you to know his flugel soap is behind you. He is. He's printing break McLoon on every wrapper. He is. With every ten wrappers you send in, you get a break McLoon hatchet. Mr. Montague, you've got everybody behind you. Yeah, and to think we were afraid. <laughs> if I see that McLoon now, I'll spit right in his eye. You see, gentlemen, what one fearless citizen can do. Never for a moment did I hesitate. You're my new hero, Mr. Montague. On with the fight. I will not rest until every gambling joint owned by McLoon is closed. Our battle cry, boys. Get, Get McLoon! Again. Hello, this is the Get McClune headquarters, Sergeant Agnes speaking. You want Uncle Goodhart to speak at your rally tonight? Sorry, there are six rallies ahead of you for tonight. Agnes, did you get Edwin's full dress suit out for the banquet the governor is giving in his honor? Yeah, wait till you see it. It looks like he just gave a banquet for them all. <laughs> Hello? What? Oh, the New Rochelle chapter reporting. Okay, give me the figures. You smashed 16 slot machines, two roulette wheels, and sang two floating crap games. Good work. Carry on. Oh, Agnes, just think. In one week, Edwin has closed up every gambling house owned by Big Ed McClune. Now, if he'd only close his mouth. Oh, there's Edwin. I'll get it. Hello, Lily. Here's J. Edgar Montague now. What you hear from the mob? All right, Agnes. Down, girl, down. Well, Lily, it's all over. McClune is through. Oh, Edwin, I'm so proud of you. And to think this all started because I got mad when the Presidium Club couldn't raise the thousand dollars. Oh, a Sir Guy called. The mortgage is due tomorrow. Oh, no. Did they raise any money? Not a cent. Your Uncle Goodhart anti-crime campaign knocked out their punch boards. It was a hopeless struggle keeping the club going. Well, there's someone at the door. Oh, no. Agnes, if it's another citizen's committee asking me to lead another raid... Uh, tell him McLoon is through. Okay. Yeah? What is it, mister? Uncle Goodhart live here? Well, yes. One sir. side, lady. No, see Shut you. up! All right, you dames, into the next room. The boss wants to talk the whiskers along. Edwin. Uh, do what the gentleman with the gun says, Lily. In the next room. 
Well, if you think... Shut up. Okay, boss, he's all alone. Okay, Knuckles. Outside. I'll handle him alone. I'll be in the hall if you need me, Big Ed. Uh, big, big Ed McClune? Yeah. Took me a long time to find you. Now, my dear Mr. McClune, let's not jump at conclusions. I've been very anxious to meet you. I've been listening to your program a long time. Oh, now, Mr. McClune, I might have exaggerated a little about you. No, you didn't. I didn't? No. <laughs> oh, for good art, I'm so ashamed of myself. Shame? I'm a beast and a scoundrel. No, no, Big Ed. Yous were the only program I ever listened to. I didn't care what a cops or a kafava committee said about me. But when my own dear Uncle Goodhart blasted me, <laughs> I couldn't look at myself anymore. I'm a bum. Oh. <laughs> now pull yourself together, Big Ed. I've been crying myself to sleep every night for a week. I want to be a decent citizen, like you say in your program. I want to hold up my head up high into the sun and life. <laughs> oh, Big Ed, you have paid the penalty of crime. Your gambling joints are gone, but you have found yourself. I tell you, I'm true living the way I did in a tidy room penthouse on Park Avenue like a hunted animal. <laughs> I have money. I want to do some good. Well, Big Ed, you say you have money? I'm loaded. (laughs) Uh, Big Ed, there just happens to be a fine cause that needs money. Uh, How would you like to be a philanthropist? None of that stuff, Uncle. I told you I was going straight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Big Big Ed, this is your chance to redeem yourself. Your chance to help... Keep Shakespeare alive in our country. Which mob is after him? <laughs> oh, no, no, Big Ed. He can hide out in my place. My torpedoes will never leave his side. Knuckles, Mike! Uh, now, wait, wait. Look, Big Ed, I'm talking about the Presidium Club. My club. Unless they get $1,000 by tomorrow, it'll have to close its doors forever. Oh, no. club. Yes, those wonderful old actors will have no place to go. Poor old actors. I'll give them a grand. Big Ed, you pay off the mortgage. Just say it's anonymous. From Big Ed McClune. The poor old hams will never have to worry about money again. Big Ed McClune, in the words of Shakespeare, you are the noblest Roman of them all. No, I'm a Greek. (laughs) Whatever you are, you have... Save the Proceedium Club. Agnes, hurry up with this dress shirt. Edwin's due at the bank. Oh, we have time. The mayor is picking me up with a police escort. Oh, you should be proud of yourself, Edwin. Lily, I'm most proud of what I've done for Big Ed McClure. Yes. And isn't it wonderful what he's doing for the Proceedium Club? The guy told me they'd made him an honorary member. Well, I've given him a new and wonderful life, Lily. Edwin, that's the mayor's car. Get so early. And there's Edwin's coat. Here, I'll get the door. Well, hurry up. Mr. Montague, Mr. Montague. Police Commissioner Grady, I'm ready for the banquet. Banquet? We've got a big surprise for you first. You're leading the raid. What raid? Big Ed McClune is operating again. There must be a mistake. He's wide open. He got every roulette wheel, dice table, slot machine in the city installed in a new joint. 
Oh, no, a new joint. Yeah, he calls it the proscenium club. I... <laughs> Hurry up, every squad car is waiting for you to leave the raid. Here, here's your hatchet. You go ahead, I'll, I'll meet you there. Okay, you know where it is. Uh, do I know where it is? Yes, yes. Go on. Edwin. Quiet. Where is my suitcase? Where's my coat? Well, Edwin, where are you going? Buenas noches. Buenas noches. Here's a word from RCA Victor. That word is Fairfield. And RCA Victor's superb new Fairfield is the last word in console television. It's better looking in every way. Better looking television. RCA Victor television that has been quality proven in over two million homes. It's 17-inch television with clear, bright pictures. Steady pictures that are locked in place by RCA Victor's exclusive eyewitness picture synchronizer. Better looking cabinet, too. For in the Fairfield... RCA Victor stylists have captured all the charm and dignity of the classic design. Every line, every detail of this fine furniture piece exhibits the craftsmanship for which RCA Victor is famous. And its beautifully figured doors can play such an important part when the set is not in use. Yes, the Fairfield is better looking in every way. So next chance you get, stop into your RCA Victor dealers. See and hear the exciting new Fairfield. You, too, will discover that RCA Victor Fairfield is better looking in every way. Listen again next week, friends, to The Magnificent Montague, starring Marty Woolley. The Saturday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by Anison for fast relief of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. And by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. The Magnificent Montague is written by Matt Hyken and Billy Friedberg. And Seymour is Lily, Pert Kelton is Agnes. Also heard tonight were Art Carney, Johnny Gibson, and John Griggs. Jack Ward at the organ. This is Don Pardo speaking. Tomorrow here, Archie Andrews and the Quiz Kids on NBC. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.